0: I'm Elizabeth Reese. I'm Marjorie Punnett, and this is Best to the Nest, the podcast that is all about creating happy, healthy, beautiful homes that prepare us to fly. We have a fun topic today,
1: Marjorie. Well, how about preparing your closet so that you can fly? Isn't
0: that the truth? So you can yes. put some clothes on and fly out the door. So I feel good. Truth. Our topic today is holistic style, and I think this is a really interesting, even just title for the episode. Because as I was thinking about it, the guests that we're talking with today, it's not just as simple or as sort of frivolous as just like, what's your style? Figure out a style or copy someone's style and put it on. It is really looking holistically at your life and about what your life is like and how you want your clothes to reflect you and then getting dressed with ease. And that is the focus of our guest today and her stylist sort of mission. So I thought we'd start, before we talk with Catherine, about our style. Now, Marjorie, you have a great love of black turtlenecks. That's like a real...
1: (laughs) Big piece of your style. Big piece of me is, yeah, I I love a good black turtleneck. And when I, well, Elizabeth is referring to, there was a period when I lived in Minnesota where I was very frustrated with the weather. You were, yeah. And I just decided I'm going to wear blue jeans and a black turtleneck every day until the snow goes away. (laughs) It was like three weeks. (laughs) Every day I wore the same thing, which is interesting because that in and of itself was very, very freeing. And you know I love clothes, but there was something really cool about getting up in the morning every day and knowing what I was going to wear and knowing that it was going to be comfortable. And that probably comes from 17 or how many years, 15 years of Catholic school education and uniforms. For sure. There was something very comforting about that. But but style's a big deal. And how you feel like yourself and the ease with which you flow through the world in your clothes and how you feel about your body is so important to being, and I, I believe this into being productive. I totally agree yeah, I totally agree. And
0: having a closet that works for you. Oh god. Looking in your closet and I mean, we can all relate to times when you've opened the closet and just felt like you want to slam the door. Yep. I always joke that my closet would be so much more efficient if I could just stay the same size.
1: Yeah. Yeah, no <laughs> kidding. Have, like all these different clothes, but but that's a big deal. You sort of laugh and I know why you're laughing because I think that that speaks to so many women when you rubber band up and down, the frustration is when you're in the up is you go to your closet and you're like I can't I can't because you're
0: only choosing things based on what will fit you that's the worst which feels horrible the worst yeah and then when you're down. You get rid of everything else, and um, and then you're like, oh shoot, now here I am back here again. And particularly, I think how Catherine can relate to me in particular and to a place that you have been, Marjorie, is the childbearing years. Yeah. Where when you are, I mean, if you've had a couple of kids, you know yeah. that then you're looking at a solid five years of just who knows what (laughs) you can fit into and who knows where you're going to go. But this is a great time then to bring in our guest. So our guest today is Catherine Shepard. I got to know Catherine, gosh, probably, I think almost 10 years ago when she was living in Minnesota and she did some segments on Twin Cities Live, some fashion segments, and then I followed her career ever since. She is now based in Los Angeles and she's a blogger. She's a fashion stylist. She's a mom of two. She's also a fashion feng shui expert. I I love it of that. I find to be so intriguing and how she describes herself is kind of where the title of this episode came from where she says, "I'm here to help you build your style in the most holistic and authentic way because I don't I believe you don't have to compromise when it comes to living your life and feeling great in your clothes no matter what your body type, yeah, your body shape." It, she wants to honor your personal presentation and create a wardrobe that honors your core self mm. but also works effortlessly within your busy Complicated daily life. And I just feel like the way that Catherine speaks about style really speaks to me. And so we're so delighted to have Catherine. She took a little time out of her Minnesota vacation to talk with us. Oh, Hi, thank Catherine. You. Hi, guys. Thank Good you morning.
2: Thanks so for having me. Oh, we're
0: so delighted. We've been trying to make this work for a long time. And I saw that Catherine appeared in the north. She's embracing the fall. And I messaged her and I said, listen, do you think you can do an episode with us? And Yeah, it's the perfect
2: time. <laughs> I'm sitting in my parents'
0: bedroom
1: oh. in the
2: house I grew up
1: in, so oh. it's perfect. That's always a good feeling. Well, That's l- always a good feeling. I love
0: that you're home to start this conversation because I do think this is a really appropriate location for you to be in as we ask you about your love of great style and where it came yes. from. Did it come in that home that you grew up in?
2: You know, it really did. I mean... I I was just talking to my mom about this the other day about how I remember when we would be heading into fall just this time of year and getting ready to go back to school my mom would always take me and my sister to go shopping for school clothes. Yes. Yes. And it occurred to me that that was really where it started for me because I mean obviously everybody every girl loves to get new clothes but at the same time I just I remember so clearly how I felt transformed by like those new pieces I would get yes for the year <laughs> yeah. and yes. making those selections and having that sort of autonomy to choose something that I that appealed to me and that looked good on me and that's really where it goes back to. That's oh, really that's great. That's
1: great. Back to school. The back those are, just, yeah back to school. I
0: remember having a one hundred dollar budget. We got $100 from my parents, and then then I would work all summer to save money Mm -hmm. for school clothes. And then, you guys will love this, my cousins who, so I had four cousins who grew up in the Northwoods of Wisconsin, three girls and one boy. And so we loved them, and they were older than us, and I just, like, idolized them. And Mm -hmm. they would come in every fall after doing the same thing, and they'd come into the Twin Cities to shop. Because oh. you know they grew up in the North Woods of Wisconsin. I mean, it's yeah, charming as lot, it is. Yeah. There's like <laughs> not, not a, a lot of lot retail, and this is yeah. way before online shopping. You couldn't get anything delivered to you. So for them to go school shopping, they would come with us, and I remember shopping with them. And they had a budget, and we would all kind of try to fit things in and create a wardrobe. That's actually the last time I remember being excited about creating
1: a wardrobe. You know, that oh, yeah, but, yeah, but not really. So That's a re- weight on it. Now. It's yes. And it's also a reflection of, I think, a, a child and a child's sensibility of finding identity. I mean, for me, I have three older sisters. There's four of us in five years, so we're all really close together. And we all went to Catholic school, so back to school was uniforms. So that wasn't an issue. But for me, I had three older sisters, so it was all about hand-me-downs. Oh, yeah. So at a very young age, being sort of the fourth I just decided that is not going to be the way this is gonna go. <laughs> I'm going to go. I'm going to buy my own clothes. And so yeah. it was really sort of a way of being different than my sisters, of being independent of them, is in rejecting their clothes. And so really I think I started buying my own clothes, not a lot, but enough in about fourth grade because I always had to work at my dad's shop. So I had money, and I would buy my own clothes. And but that wow. was a, for me it was a piece of independence. Yeah, totally. And it is. was a way nice. to be different. Yeah. Okay, so then what happens? Like so we're you know, we're kind
0: of recounting how we loved to do this as kids and what all of the deep feelings that it brought to us and the sense of independence and autonomy and excitement. And then fast forward to you hit your twenties, thirties, forties, fifties, and it really becomes a chore. So, Catherine, what do you think most women are struggling with when it comes to figuring out their style where we lose that feeling of fun about it
2: well there's so many things but honestly I mean there's first of all there's like the the weight issue that you talked about how our weight fluctuates and we all feel like we want to just be at our skinniest all the time and get rid of all the other stuff yes and it's just so funny because we all do it but it's So there's that, but then I think there's also one of the struggles I come across a lot is for women to get past this notion that, like, dressing yourself and shopping for clothes is, like, superficial and unnecessary. Yeah. Hmm. We have all of these, you know, responsibilities as adults, and we're caring for our families, and we have so much to think about, and we're spending our money on groceries and creating a home and all of these things, and there's this sense that like buying clothes is not not necessary. Right. And yes. yet I really feel that it is. It is necessary. Well you have um, to wear something. I mean <laughs> you can't just walk outside with
0: nothing on. But I think you but have think...
2: to get dressed and it may as well be something that makes you feel like you like your best self. It's important that we feel good when we walk out the door in the morning. We have so many encounters throughout the day. We're going so many places. We all live these busy lives. And to be wearing an outfit that is appropriate for where we're going and also fits us well and, and yep. suits our personality mm-hmm. in this time where we're way more settled into who we are as people, I think it's so important.
1: do you think a lot of times what sort of the hitch with women, especially maybe in your 30s and 40s when you're raising your family, is that women stop thinking about what their style actually is? And so they don't really take the time to say, and it seems, I think to a lot of people, it seems like sort of a dumb question, but I think it's an essential question of who am I and how do I want to express myself in the world? Mm -hmm. What does that look like for me? And it actually takes time to really think about. And just like you'd renovate a house, I think it takes time looking through magazines and figuring out what might feel good for you. And I think in our 30s and 40s, sometimes we just lose that sense of that that is a worthy way to spend our time. And I actually think it's a really important way to spend your time is to figure out, like, what do I want to look
0: like? That's such a good question. And, Catherine, when you – so when you're working with clients, what are you – how are you getting to that? Because you have to first, I would assume, figure out what is this person even – what is their style? What do they even want to be if they don't even know? So how do you get down to that?
2: Right. Like, I think a lot of people expect me to start asking questions just like, well, what kind of style do you like? Yeah. And it's really not – Those aren't the questions I tend to ask because, I mean, we can be gravitated to different styles for all sorts of different reasons. I think a lot of times people think they like a style because they see it on somebody else. Yeah, right. It looks so great on that person or it feels so right for that person and they want that same level of of rightness in their own wardrobe. (laughs) But I think what I normally do is the questions I ask are really more about, what is your daily life like? And yep. what are, what are the encounters you have in the day? And do you leave the house a lot or do you go to an office or is it mostly just errands around town? So I try to get a sense of like, how do they need to dress to serve their actual life? What actually works for them specifically? Cause for a lot of women, that's not. Getting all dressed up. I mean, I'm a big proponent of, like, the matching sweatsuit. I love I love a matching sweatsuit. Oh, I Yay! just think it's so great. I just I, I just tried one on
0: yesterday, and unfortunately it didn't work, but I'm on the hunt for
2: oh, yeah. the matching
0: sweatsuit, sweatsuit that will just make my yeah. day great.
2: Because you could actually make it yeah. like, you could put on a fresh pair of sneakers <laughs> and throw like a, even a blazer or a leather jacket over your shoulders, and you look so chic, Yeah. and it's so comfortable at the same time and so wearable for the different things that you have to do. And so it's about showing up for the actual life that you do have. Ooh. And then the other part of it.
1: Oh, that's so yeah, important.
2: And, that's, that's so that's important. So important. Showing up
1: for the life you actually have.
2: Instead
0: of the life that you yeah. either think that you should have or that someday you want.
2: I think, you know, it's great to have goals and it's great to have things that you want to kind of aspire to and, and places you want to go one day and think in terms of those, of those things. But. It's also just, you know, when we go to get dressed in the morning, you're going to be needing a really solid wardrobe that serves you in your actual day. So that's the first piece. And then the second piece, I always, I I do use a little bit of fashion feng shui, whether the client knows it or not. So fun. Tell us about this. (laughs) <laughs> yes. So it's basically like it's based on the five elements, water, wood, fire, earth, and metal, which is like from, you know, the ancient principle of feng shui. And I I kind of get a sense of like, which of these elements best sort of fits that client? Because I, I find that a lot of us really kind of go one of these five directions in terms of our personality and our, I mean, we call it the essence, our essence. And so... For example, if somebody is really, really sporty and they're always on the go and they always are like moving and they're very ambitious, then that would be the wood personality. And there's going to need to be certain, there's ways that that comes through in your wardrobe. So a wood person needs like movable fabrics and um, maybe a little bit of a sporty inspiration or kind of like... Things that are coming from plants, uh, fabrics that are coming from plants, so cotton, linen, things like that. Oh, that's and, really uh, cool. Can, yeah, can and we, we
1: just find ways to work that in? Can we do Elizabeth Feng Shui? Let's do it. My fashion Feng Shui. Because she's okay. I'm going to describe Elizabeth, and then Elizabeth can describe Elizabeth. <laughs> okay. <laughs> she's a minute maximizer. True. She's moving from the moment she gets up in the morning until she goes to sleep. I imagine crashes at night. Yeah, 8:30. Hit it hard last night. Yep, goes to bed. Yep. She, I would say probably 70% of the day has a smile on her face. That's true. She's trying to be very uplifting, big energy. How else would I describe you? Well, how would you describe yourself? Well, you
0: forgot the uh, the total description, which is a lot of hippie and a little bit of sparkle.
1: Oh, it's the most important
0: part. Right <laughs> a lot there. of hippie and a little bit of sparkle. That's <laughs>
1: the most important it's part. It's just like how I
0: want to live life. It's just yeah. like really... A lot of hippie, but just, like, a little bit of kapow sparkle.
1: Just like, And, I'd say, yeah. and I'd say just a little bit of, like, uh, Wall Street.
0: you, know,
2: nice <laughs> yeah. you got to add a little bit of that. Maybe a yeah. little bit
0: of that. All right, Catherine, what do you do with that information? <laughs> yes.
2: Well, okay, well, first of all, you use a lot of wood. I mean, I know wood was the element I just described, yeah. but a lot of wood descriptive words. Totally. Like being on the go and moving and making the most out of a minute and big energy, like the word energy in general. It's like yeah. a wood person has a lot of energy. But then the there's also the sense, like, sometimes we forget to actually look at the big, main, overarching themes in our life. Like, obviously, Elizabeth, you're comfortable being in the spotlight. You yeah. can go on camera and talk no problem. Like, it, not everybody can do that. <laughs> not everybody can do that. It takes a certain personality. And that might be the sparkle that you're talking about. Yeah. Like, which is yeah is fire. So fire, fire also has a lot of... Yeah, there's a lot of energy and fire too, but it's more of a um kind of yeah, being in the spotlight, charisma, kind of fun-loving, enjoys kind of being seen. And I think that, that there could be a little bit of a mix of the of the wood and the fire.
0: That's really great. What does the fire translate in terms of, of clothing?
2: Yeah, so fire people really want want to be noticed or enjoy being noticed. So it'd be anything that's kind of statementy, like you said, sparkle, anything that has a little bit of drama. It can also be like really hot colors, bright red, bright pink, purple, you know, things like that. And you basically you don't have to like do all of the, those things or wear all of those things, but it's just a matter of what what things do you grab onto? What are the things that you enjoy? It could be a little bit of something. Like animal print is another thing oh, that's fiery.
1: Yeah. I wear well, a lot even, of animal prints. Even tell her about the Birkenstocks you bought. They're just not Birkenstocks. Well, they're they're, rose gold. they're like the rose gold Birkenstocks, Catherine. <laughs> I think <laughs> you have not. these. I probably it, copied
0: those horrible. from you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. which felt really that. like it embodied who I am, which is just, just like a again a lot of hippie <laughs> and a little bit of sparkle. So once it, this is, is such a great approach, though, to figuring out what someone's style is instead of saying like, do you like dark jeans or do you right. like? I mean, right. do you like this? Does this feel because. If some if a stylist is just asking what you like, well, okay, yeah, I like that, but that doesn't mean that it's right for me. Like, I like a Bentley. That doesn't mean that I can – <laughs> like, a Bentley is right for me exactly. for a myriad of reasons.
1: And I think that's yes. the key thing because I think about in my 30s and 40s, When you're really tired and you're really struggling and you're raising the kids and you've got a full-time job, I think about the places that I would go that I would hope nobody would actually see me because of the way that I was dressed or that I hadn't done my hair or I didn't have any makeup on. And I think that's sort of the key is in those day-to-day things. And especially I think this is really important, too, for, for women that choose to stay home while they're raising their kids, is that you still have to dress in a way that you feel really good about yourself. I think it's really important that if you go to the grocery store, and a lot of times I didn't do this, and I think it has an effect on how you're feeling about your life. It's just making sure that you're still really caring for yourself in that way, no matter where you're going, and that you have the wardrobe to match that.
2: I think that's so important. When you look in the mirror at home, what is it that makes you feel like, ah, oh, yes, this is me? And yeah. that's, the, that is the most important because, you know, we all have to make little modifications when we leave to go somewhere because we might be going somewhere that requires something of us. But ultimately what it comes back to is like, what makes you feel good about how you look when you, when you walk out the door? Mm-hmm. Yep.
0: Yep. It's so true. I want to know, Catherine, as far as your personal style, because you're super open about this on your Instagram, and I just mm-hmm. applaud you so much for talking about especially the personal nature of your changing body through having babies. Mm-hmm. And and so what do you encourage women and what are you doing to talk to yourself about what that body looks like and feels like in any given day? Because it's really easy in those years of having kids to look and go, oh, good yeah. God, what is going on <laughs> here,
2: right? Yep. Yep, I think what it comes down to is we have to have a lot of compassion for ourselves. And there's a lot of there's a lot of you know yeah. reasons why you know we put on weight or lose weight, and that needs to be separate from how we feel in our clothes. There's a lot of reasons to want to shed a few pounds, sure. Like you'll feel better, you'll you know clothes will fit better. But ultimately, still, no matter what stage we're in, we still need to have great clothes that fit us, and we don't need to hold ourselves hostage to our wardrobes, like, oh, I'm not going to buy clothes until I lose weight because I don't oh, buy yeah. clothes for this body, yeah, yeah. or
0: like, and then, then what you're saying is this house. body doesn't deserve anything great. Yeah, yes, I mean that exactly. is what you're when you say that. And I've never thought of it this way because I've done the same thing. And I've never thought of it this way until you just said that. You are telling yourself that this body doesn't deserve anything. And then you're yes. essentially saying you don't deserve anything. And yes. how that then spirals into impacting the entire rest of oh. your life in your home, I'm like getting goosebumps talking about it because yes. it is so something that so many of us do. Well, oh I think my gosh,
2: we're all guilty of it because we think we just want to get to that next thing. And that next phase of like where we are happy with our bodies and we'll celebrate by buying new clothes or whatever. But it's, look, I just had a baby three months ago and I, I'm buying clothes because I'm like, yeah, I know my body's in transition. Of course, it's going to be for probably a good, at least year, yeah, maybe even longer. Mm -hmm. I don't know when I'm going to be able to get back into a like full blown workout routine all the time. I mean, I have a three month old and a four year old. Right. right. We need to, like, take that as it is and be able to say, this is where I'm at right now, and that's okay, and I'm still going to dress cute. I'm still going to dress in a way
1: that makes me feel good.
2: Well,
1: it's it's so interesting that you say that because, Elizabeth, what you were talking about is if you're telling yourself that you don't deserve to look cute, you don't deserve good clothes, good luck in getting back into the mindset of getting to where you want to be. You yeah. just won't. you'll sort of crumble in on yourself. And yeah. I think that's that's the hard part. I have a quick question though, in terms of like especially for women, I mean, I had huge weight fluctuations when I got pregnant. Uh, you know, I gained sixty pounds. I was not yeah the I was not the, <laughs> the gain twenty five pounds and lose it in two weeks, kind of woman, right. Right. But, but when even outside of that, when, you're, when your weight fluctuates and you have the range of sizes, which is very frustrating for many women, you know, they've got their skinny jeans and they want to get back into their skinny jeans, do you encourage women if they've been at a certain weight for a while to get rid of those clothes? And get them out of the closet. I can't, in my mind, I really can't separate out if it's a good thing to keep the skinny jeans for inspiration or do you just get rid of mm. them and try and live in the weight that you're in and the body that you're in at that moment. And then when it changes, go
2: out and buy something new. Yeah, exactly. So I usually tend to to encourage women to get rid of those things because okay. they're just kind of like toxic in your mind space. It's like this ticking clock that doesn't <laughs> need to be there. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I, and I always say that, like, if you have a pair of jeans that you wore a couple of years ago and they fit you and, and you know, whatever, and they're not fitting right now, I understand that there's some sort of like uh milestone to, to be able to fit into that exact pair of jeans again. But really ultimately when you lose weight, you're going to want to just buy new stuff anyway. Your yeah. yeah. style will be different. You will be different. You're going right. to like different things. You're going to be, you're going to have lived a few more years and now you're going to have you're going to be wiser with your style and you're going to want you're going to buy, want to buy a new pair of jeans to celebrate your weight loss or whatever. I think it it's important that we not hold on to a lot of stuff because it's just you never know like how long it's going to take and you want to give right. yourself that that compassion i mean to be honest it's like like for me right now i'm in no rush to like lose the weight i gained i think 40 pounds in my pregnancy and i'm just you know what like i am just gonna take things one step at a time i'm gonna yep. try and exercise to feel good like go for a walk get out and get the fresh air because that's about what i can handle right now yeah. and yep. i am just i'm not gonna like i did put some of my favorite clothing items in another closet so i'm not oh that's good every day Yep. but the ones i know that i'll still want to go back to maybe they were investment pieces or maybe they were things I just I know that like it'll just take a little bit for me to be able to fit back into them again but anything that I'm kind of not connecting with or anything that was never a favorite to begin with I'm just tossing it because I know I'll just want to start over in some ways like there you go two kids now you know it's going to be your
0: life is going to look different Different. I mean when you talk about dressing for the life that you have your life with two kids is different than your Mm -hmm. life with one kid, as I'm sure you've yep. learned, Catherine Shepherd. Yeah,
1: it's, a, <laughs> it's a whole different deal.
0: It is, it's I like,
2: can hear them both screaming downstairs. Oh, no. I know.
0: And then you're going, this is what I did at least. And I was like, why didn't I appreciate the one child life enough? <laughs> totally. totally.
1: I, did. but, and, but, I didn't have capacity to but, deal with one. But <laughs> ladies, I'm here to tell you because I have two as well, and they're 28 and 26. When they hit about five and seven and seven and nine, depending on how close they are, and Age, it gets very easy. It's smooth and then feeling. you'll be, and then you'll be grateful for the two. I know so it, it's yeah. coming. It's coming. It's
0: it's a constant right. balancing act. Do you feel, Catherine, that you should really love every single thing that's in your closet? I mean, is that <laughs> is that a good way that's to start, or is it okay to
2: have stuff that's just okay? Totally. Like it's so funny because it sounds obvious, right? right? Like it sounds obvious. Like yeah, of course you should love everything. But yeah. like, but people hold on to things that they. They think they like them or they they think they need them for something. And when you ask, like, do you really love this? Like, does this make you feel excited to wear it? Do you feel like it really serves its purpose in your wardrobe? Do you feel amazing when you put it on? A lot of times the answer is no. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there's reasons we bought things. Like, you know, a lot of people feel guilty getting rid of something when they spent money on it, especially if they bought it kind of recently. Like, that's a big one. Yeah. I just got this. But I just brought this home. Yeah. Yeah. I think the question I always ask is, would you rather have this in your wardrobe or would you rather have something new? Because by taking it out of your wardrobe, not saying that you always like have the budget to go just replace every single thing you buy with something brand new. But my point is you're clearing the energy to invite in something new. Yeah. Like it does, you don't know when it's coming. You don't know when you'll be able to find that perfect thing to replace the one that you got rid of. But point is, is that when you clear out the wardrobe, and you only have things that you love in there, the holes you created by getting rid of stuff will be filled some way. Whether it's your other stuff that you really, really love will now serve serve you more because you're gonna wear them more. Or you'll be able to get some new stuff down the road or whatever and it just yeah, it just invites new like new better stuff in. By getting rid of the stuff you don't like. I have a quick question for
1: you that sort of you sort of led into that. I think for I love what you're saying to women who have just had children, but for women who are more my age that are in their 50s. And I I see this a lot of women that get really, really stuck in a look. And as you sort of are transitioning into another decade, into another sort of purpose in life, how do Mm -hmm. you encourage women who maybe have had one style for a very long time and it really doesn't work for them, but they don't know it? How do you encourage them to move on? Or they kind of sense it because they're just not happy in their clothes. Because I I feel right now like I'm in a transitional state of what I should be wearing. I mean, for a long time, I really loved vintage pieces. I loved sort of cute little dresses. And I put on cute little dresses that I have, and I'm 55. They don't work for me anymore. And it's not – they just – I don't feel right in them. So how how do you sort of counsel people who are on that sort of stage?
2: Yeah, I mean, I really think it's getting – it's a matter of getting really real with yourself about what you like and mm-hmm. what what serves you because that does change over the years. Yeah. And rather, like, if you, if you have something in your wardrobe and say, like, you know, okay, I'm not really reaching for this or I'm not really loving when I wear this. Why is that? Or why did I buy this? Like, what – let's go back to why I got this. And maybe the reason that you bought it doesn't exist anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> like – Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you have to think about, like, how things change and how you change. And then from there, you just kind of want to go, well, okay, what are the things that I, that I have or that I see out in the world that I love or that I aspire to wear? And then ask yourself, like, well, what is it, what is it about that that I love? And kind of just, like, follow that path. Because then you can end up maybe getting some new things into your wardrobe that represent the current you and the you that you inspire to be as opposed to, like, the old
0: you. That's so right. good, Catherine. That is so good. Right. Okay, listen, we could talk to Catherine all day long, so mm-hmm. as we do with mm-hmm. many of our guests, we make them <laughs> promise that they'll come back, so just,
1: you have to make that promise before we release <laughs> always, you.
2: <laughs> always happy to come back. So, Catherine,
1: Catherine, you know what that means. It means every time you're on vacation in Minnesota, <laughs> you're going to have to come on the podcast. We really, I just think this, down. down. It's so good. This is such an
0: important conversation yeah. to have, and I, I I think that the importance of what you're wearing and what you have in your home I mean that's again how we relate it back to our nest is it's again more things that are in our home. What's the energy that they're bringing into our homes? How are they serving us? Are they lifting us up or are they weighing us down? And clothes are so personal. They're more personal than anything else we have in our house because they touch our naked bodies. <laughs> <laughs> exactly.
1: Spoken like a woman. Like a wood. Yeah. Yes. It was like a wood. <laughs>
0: that is so true. <laughs> Catherine thank Thank you so much for spending time with us today. Enjoy your time in Minnesota and hug those little babies for us, okay?
2: Thank you so much. Thank Thank you, Catherine. Thanks, Catherine Shepard.
0: Oh, we love her. She is so fabulous. And you can have Catherine do online, like FaceTime consultations with you, Marjorie. Ooh. You can hire her to have, you know, you can touch base with her at certain times during the year. She doesn't have to physically be in your closet. I love that. Although she can. But then she can have those conversations with you as you go through the closet. And feel great about what you're choosing and what you're looking for, Um, she is a real gem. She's just a person I met a long time ago, and she always stood out to me as just being, I I love... Everything about her. I love all of the <laughs> things that she is embodying. It's really great. It's wonderful. Okay, if you're enjoying this podcast, please subscribe wherever you get your podcast and share it with a friend. And if you have a moment, give us a little review at
1: Apple Podcasts. We love those. And please reach out to us. You can find both of us on Instagram at Best to the Nest or at Eliz Reese and at It's Me Marjorie One. We're also on Facebook and Twitter. That was delightful. Delightful. All right, bye, bye. Marjorie. Bye. <laughs>